Welcome women. Here we talk about sovereign and instinctual womanhood and motherhood, the call to women's work, and so much more. I'm Bethany Wild, an author, mother, and mentor for women's wellness practitioners who want to deepen their knowledge of holistic womb and pelvic care. And I'm so glad that you're here. Hello, I am excited to share a couple of questions today in this Q&A style format. And the first question is going to be about deeper healing that is needed after birth. And this is something that this just comes to me so often in my sessions. And so I really feel like this will be a helpful episode and question for women um, who also or going through this in their life, or if you're a practitioner who works with women in this way. Um, And then the second question is a little more of a spiritual question. It's about a woman who is on a preconception journey and is feeling frustrated. So I'm not going to give it all away. I just want to share a little bit about where I'm coming from with these Q&As. So Um, You may know that I have been a womb and pelvic body worker for many years. I've worked with women who have been on all kinds of healing journeys. So women who are healing these deeper womb imbalances, women who are just wanting to connect deeper to their bodies and their womanhood, healing trauma, sexual trauma, women who are wanting to call in a child and wanting to prepare in that way. Um, prepare for birth, deeper healing in the postpartum time, um, going through menopause, all of these different life stages I've worked with women on and supported them through body work and energy work and space holding. And so I opened up to my community if they had any questions on any of these topics. And I received these two that I'm going to share in this episode. But um, I love to open it up to this community. If you have any questions on holistic womb and pelvic care, or if you're anywhere on the motherhood continuum and are needing physical, emotional, spiritual support, and you have a question, I'm open to receiving these long form questions in a letter format sent to me. So you can send your questions to hello at bethanywild.com and it might be answered on a future episode. So let's just dive into these questions. All right, so here is the first question. Hi, dear Bethany. Here I am sharing my story and looking for your advice on my healing journey. At around four months postpartum, I wanted to check my vulva and vagina in a mirror. What I saw then felt very discouraging and disturbing almost. I freaked out a bit with what I saw. Since then, I've noticed immense difference and improvement in my symptoms of feeling the tissue while coughing at the opening of my vagina. I had absolutely no understanding of what this could possibly be. I also had very little obvious symptoms as in pain, discomfort, or incontinence. I started noticing some heaviness and feeling something protruding in and out like a lump from my vagina upon coughing, sneezing, blowing my nose, or laughing. Otherwise, I wouldn't even have known about this if I hadn't looked or touched my yoni. My birth was a very traumatic birth experience where I coach push for eight hours against my body's urges. 
and a total of 32 hours of labor. A planned home birth turned into a transfer after, quote, failing to progress. I had a vaginal birth with Pitocin for uh, the last 40 minutes. I would also like to mention that I checked my vulva and vagina around six weeks postpartum and it looked different, but nothing abnormal and no tissue bulging out. And I was very happy with how it was recovering. I went to two different pelvic floor physical therapists and they had their strong medicalized opinion and something didn't feel great continuing working with them. A few other things I did. A few rounds of homeopathic medication with our family doctor, two rounds of our Vigo abdominal massage. Since then, I've noticed immense difference and improvement in my symptoms of feeling the tissue while coughing. However, appearance-wise, the tissue remains looking like it's coming out of my vaginal opening. My other symptom that can be bothering sometimes is my bowel not emptying fully or feeling of wanting to go right again after I finish having a bowel movement. I'm not constipated, but this feeling sometimes can be annoying. I'm now one year postpartum and exclusively breastfeeding my baby all day, all night. Do you have thoughts on if I will ever be able to fix the protruding tissue or if the tissues will go back to its original place? Very gratefully looking forward to hearing your thoughts and recommendations and experience. Also, I wanted to hear your thoughts about pessaries, and I would love if you would cover consecutive pregnancies and multiple vaginal deliveries with prolapse. Lots of love and thank you so much. Okay, so first, before I get into this woman's specific question, I just want to say that you know, just how common this is. Whenever I have women come to me who are needing deeper healing after birth, it's usually because they have some degree of prolapse. So it is so, so common. And the other thing I wanted to talk about really briefly, because it helps to kind of come from this lens when uh, a woman is still in that either early postpartum or, you know, still breastfeeding. So hormones play a really big role in the tissues of our body. So when we are breastfeeding, we have a really similar hormonal profile um, to pregnancy as far as just how it, again, affects our tendons, our ligaments, our muscles, and how they're actually a lot more lax throughout the body. So a lot of times women won't really see complete 100% um, healing of prolapse until they're actually done breastfeeding. So that's really important to understand and to know because this is a really... um, This is a journey that takes time. It takes a lot of months of consistency and a woman really needs to give herself grace during this time and just understand that there are factors kind of outside uh, you know, your control as far as healing. But it doesn't mean that you shouldn't do um, and be really consistent with these holistic healing practices because that is actually what it takes. And it is really important that women are still um, really supporting the lifting of pelvic organs and doing all of these practices that I'm going to mention to support their healing, even while they're breastfeeding, even if the healing looks slow on the outside. 
So I just wanted to preface uh, my answer with that. So I'm going to go through this letter. There are a lot of specific little questions. So let's see. Uh, This woman talks about that she checked her vagina around six weeks postpartum and it looked it looked good there was no tissue bulging out but then she checked at four months postpartum and then she was very discouraged and uh, disturbed with what she saw so I really wonder what happened between those six weeks and the four months what happened in your life what were your activity levels Generally, when a woman talks about feeling these symptoms right after birth or, you know, in the first couple of weeks or whatever, I encourage her to get right back into bed because rest is needed. Now, this woman is a month, uh, a year postpartum, so I wouldn't really suggest that at this point, but I really want to invite you to think about what happened in your life during that time. Uh, Did you not receive the support that you deserved to be able to rest and fully nourish yourself? What was your diet like? Um, That might be helpful to kind of look at because generally um, if you notice something at six weeks, you're probably going to notice it at Four months. So that's my first thought. Um, let's see. So she, that's really great that she doesn't have symptoms such as pain, discomfort, incontinence. Um, it's just for her heaviness and tissue protrusion. And the way she describes it, it sounds to me like it's not um, a stage three or four prolapse where the uterus is seen. Um, right at the entrance of the yoni or outside of the yoni. It it just sounds like there is a lot of um, maybe a stage one or two where um, there's a descent and it's pushing on the tissue and that's just the tissue of her her yoni coming through. So um, that is encouraging with the way that she describes it, that it's one of uh, the stages that are a lot easier to work with and heal holistically. So, um, and then she talks about her birth experience and yeah, this is a very wise woman who understands the role of things like coach pushing and Pitocin on the body's tissues and how that could have contributed to the prolapse. Um, okay, let's see. Oh, and then, okay. Then she talks about a few other things she did that, supported her healing so homeopathic medication and two rounds of arvigo massage and that's really the one of the things i wanted to inquire about so two rounds that sounds to me like this woman saw a professional body worker for individual massage uh sessions but i don't know if she has actually continued the self massage uh, work outside of the sessions and that's really an important and essential part of this work of our Vigo abdominal massage that you know a woman consistently every day except when she's bleeding does this 
lifting abdominal and pelvic massage routine. So I want to encourage this woman to take what she learned there and to continue doing that every day for months and to see what improvement can happen there. Because it is really helpful to be able to go and have these bodywork sessions. Um, and, you know, since the Arvigo massage does address the anterior and the posterior pelvis, it is really, really helpful to be able to have those, um, those sessions, but it is also important to be able to, to be doing it consistently at home, um, every single day. That's really what brings, uh, the most effectiveness with that, with that practice. So for me, when I think about holistic healing, for prolapse, that's really the primary tool that I would be working with women on is doing the daily abdominal massage, having a practice of daily belly wrapping. And then that's another one where you really want to make sure you're doing that correctly as well. You never want to tie a belly wrap when you're standing up. What you want to do is tie it when you're lying on your back with your hips lifted. So we are supporting and lifting the abdominal organs and that it feels really good, really supported when she's walking around throughout the day. So it would be the abdominal massage that I would recommend doing that every day, uh, the belly wrapping as it feels really good to you, and pelvic steaming. And this is actually a woman who is a student in my practitioner training, so she has a lot of the tools for doing these things. Um, okay, uh, and then... She talks about her bowel not emptying fully or of a feeling of wanting to go right again uh, after she finishes having a bowel movement. And what that says to me is that there may be a situation of a retroverted uterus and then the abdominal massage is something that can help with that because it helps to realign and uh, support that realignment of the pelvic organs. So I think it could help with just a lot of the symptoms that you're going through. Um, so do I have any thoughts on if I will ever be able to fix the protruding tissue or if the tissues will go back to its original place? Now, I deeply, deeply believe in the body and its blueprint of health and the intelligence of its design. It's the body's desire to find and seek healing. And sometimes we need to support it when it's not going in that direction itself. But I deeply, deeply believe that if you do these practices that you're going to notice a lot of improvement. And um, I really do trust the body to heal from this, especially since you have a stage one or two prolapse I have seen with stage three or four where, uh, for instance, the uterus might be sitting at the opening of the yoni or even outside of the yoni. I do feel like with those situations, deeper healing is needed, deeper support is needed, intervention perhaps. And that's what, that's what leads into the next question about the pessaries. So um, a pessary is a device that you insert into the yoni to support the tissues that um, are affected by the pelvic 
organ prolapse, so it helps lift everything. And so in those situations where there's a stage three, four, I see the pessaries can be a very temporary, helpful tool for lifting while a woman does these supportive practices. I don't think it can necessarily heal stage three, four all on its own. I do believe in miracles, but um, I think pessaries are really a short-term thing. We don't want to rely on any of these devices. We want to rely on our body to be lift, our pelvic floor to be lifting and supporting our pelvic organs um, from below. So, okay, your last question is about consecutive pregnancies and multiple vaginal births with prolapse. So I have worked with a few women who did experience a prolapse in their first pregnancy and before they were healed, uh, before they even stopped breastfeeding, they got pregnant again and went through another pregnancy and they were also very worried about what would happen, um, what would happen to their pelvic floor if this would just totally destroy them and make it worse. And what I saw is that it didn't make it worse for them. The pregnancy didn't make it worse. Uh, the birth didn't make it worse. I see pregnancy as a regenerative time. It's almost an opportunity for, um, not almost, it is an opportunity for rewiring and healing on all levels. So I really see that as including, you know, the emotional, spiritual, energetic body, but then also physically as well. So what I saw in these women was that it was an opportunity for them to, if they chose to take it, to realign their pelvic organs, to re-experience a postpartum that they could be fully nourished and fully supported and that they could um, heal their prolapse. And again, I encourage them to have grace with themselves because, you know, again, with the hormonal, the hormonal profile of pregnancy, postpartum, breastfeeding, it is something that takes consistent time to heal. But I haven't noticed that women who were really dedicated to their healing and consistent with these practices that it worsened their symptoms, um, although they were initially quite worried. So um, I, if you have the opportunity to work with healing this before you get pregnant again, I would absolutely encourage you to do that, um, to do the daily abdominal massage, to belly wrap, to pelvic steam, um, to see an acupuncturist. I feel like that's an amazing ally to healing prolapse is to receive regular acupuncture and to, um, to try the Chinese medicine herbs that they can provide for you for lifting the chi. Um, I think that's a really supportive addition to this all. Um, so if you can work on healing this as much as you can before you get pregnant again, that would be ideal. If for whatever reason you get pregnant again, I would sit in the trust that 
um, your body will be okay. Do all the healing practices that you can while you're pregnant. And then use your postpartum time as a time to re-imprint the new reality of your body. So rest, get all the support you need. Um, Another piece of this is also nutrition. Nutrition and remineralizing affects our body's tissues. So um, eat meat, (laughs) have a lot of collagen and gelatin and vitamin C and uh, support your body in those ways so that it can have all the building blocks for tissue repair, um, for tissue lifting, to heal tissue depletion, um, which is kind of the core of what's happening right here is your supportive tissue structures are depleted. So um, we can, nutrition is is an important part of this piece, right? So use your postpartum time, you know, if you get pregnant again, as an opportunity for re-imprinting and re-healing. And um, I think you're going to be great. Have you been looking to deepen your knowledge and specialize in women's pelvic wellness, but haven't found anything resonant? Have you gone through your own pelvic healing journey or had a powerful birth experience and now feel the call to work with women, but don't really know where to start? Or maybe you're a holistic practitioner already, but your training only covered one or two classes on women's health and you want more. Do you have an intuitive knowing and a deep sense that this is the center of a woman's power and that supporting her and her pelvic wellness might just change everything. If this is you, I want to invite you into the container of my practitioner training, which I also see as a kind of initiatory journey. This training covers so much and was created out of my pure devotion to this vision of women healing and coming back to the source of their power on this planet and how we can support and hold space for them along that path. Women need the wise woman to be a guide for them in their healing and to trust them in their sovereignty. So if you're wanting to build a heart-led, thriving women's wellness business that can look truly so many different ways and want to be really resourced in holistic women's wellness and pelvic care, check out my training program at bethanywild.com. And what I make with this training helps support this podcast so that I can keep going and sharing all of this wisdom. So thank you so much and consider sharing this training or even this podcast with a friend if you feel like they might deeply resonate with it. And of course, I have to ask for reviews since kind of, you know, that's how this algorithm tends to work. So if you enjoyed this podcast episode, please consider leaving a quick review and a rating and sharing with a friend. So thank you so much. Question number two. I am curious if you connected with your child before conception, and if so, how you connected. Was it through dreams, thoughts, visions? Was it when you met your husband? 
Did you find any habits or rituals or change of mindset to make your vision or connection a reality? Did you go through periods of feeling blocked from it coming to fruition? And if so, how did you work through the frustration? I feel like I've spent the past 20 years or so preparing, healing, clearing so that I can start my own lineage, freed from the imperfections, curses, flaws of my own family. I've always had this sense of profound responsibility around having a child. I never took the pill, never indulged in alcohol or drugs, always ate healthily so that once the time came, I was prepared. My body, mind, and soul would be a clear, pure channel from this world to the next, a perfect vessel to carry and nourish and nurture a child. I feel like I've sacrificed so much, endless self-improvement practices, good food, rest, etc., whereas most women might prepare for maybe six months. This has been my life's work, and now I'm finally ready, but with no man yet who I feel comfortable with, who I feel safe with, and who I know can hold me the way I need to be held in order to undergo this next step in life. And so for me right now, I can't spiritually connect with my future child, which makes me sad. That can, of course, change in an instant, but I'm impatient as I've been waiting a lifetime, maybe many lifetimes for this moment. I really am who my ancestors needed. I feel like I've done and learned amazing things. I've put in the work and I'm ready to pass it on. Okay, so I'm going to answer the first part of this where this woman asks me about my situation and then I want to offer some initial pieces of reflection on the rest of her question. So I think I shared in my birth story about a little bit of my connection with my child and how um, I first, you know, I just did a womb meditation (laughs) and then the spirit of my child came to me and that was about three years before I actually conceived myself and I did have a partner. Um, I've been with him for many years, but he wasn't ready. So... I waited a few years. I used that time as an opportunity to, you know, wrap my mind around the idea of being a mother, you know, did a lot of research into birth and conception preparation um, and, you know, did a lot of inner healing work and work on my finances and my business and all of these things to be able to prepare. But, you know, I say that now, but at the time it was really difficult because, you know, me and pretty much every woman I know, and we have felt that primal urge to have a child, um, we don't want to wait, right? It feels uh, very, very important that we do it as soon as possible and it is painful and can often carry a lot of grief every month when we're not pregnant. I remember that after, um, especially after I had my miscarriage, um, and I had about six months of time in between my miscarriage and then conceiving the other child, I, I I remember every month was just full of grief every time my blood would come and I wasn't pregnant. And I wasn't even trying necessarily, but I wanted it so deeply. Um, so, yeah, I know, I know that feeling of desiring to have a child, and 
and how painful it can be when you are not, um, you're not there yet. So let's see, did you find any habits or rituals or change of mindset to make your vision or connection a reality? You know, I'm trying to think that really was a time where, um, I was doing a lot of womb connection practices. And so, I mean, I, I did have a partner behind all of this, so it wasn't, um, yeah, a situation where I needed to call in my partner. But for me, I did these practices to work towards womb healing and to connect with my future children. And I did feel blocked from it coming to fruition. I did work through frustration on this path because I once I felt that longing to become a mother, it was so strong. So I had to just sit with surrender. And this was actually a time where I was healing from anxiety and panic attacks after a traumatic experience. And I dived deep into that work of surrender and asking what these difficult moments are doing for me. Um, And so that was a lot of the spirit of what I was working through at the time. Um, Okay, so I want to get into her question. And I, yeah, I read this and it is so beautiful to witness a woman who has this purity and who has this understanding of... um, this desire to call in a holy child and to have, um, who sees her body as a temple and who understands the weight of motherhood and who wants to take on the role of healing intergenerational trauma and, um, and who has, it sounds like, even as she says, sacrificed so much. And um, I want to ask you, has it been a sacrifice? Um, I want to really ask you that because I feel like this is probably a part of your personality to do these things. And how have they helped you? Um, in your own healing. So yeah, you talk about not, what struck me was that you talked about that you don't have the partner yet that is right for you. That isn't the father of your children. And that it means that you can't spiritually connect with your future child. And I want to invite you that to my reality that, you know, your future children are yours and you can meet them now. You can connect with them now, or if it's just one, you can connect with that one. And that is what can guide you in your next steps. It's what can guide you to finding your partner so I, I absolutely don't 
see the steps in that way where you need to find the man and then you can connect with the child. I think that you can connect with your child and that can be the guiding light, that North star that leads you to their father. Um, so I wonder if you have spent time connecting to your womb and just sitting with your hand there um, in meditation, 10, 20, 30 minutes, and just with this intention of opening and listening and receiving messages. And anytime you have thoughts or you have an agenda, just work on releasing that. And you're just here to listen and you're here to receive what the message is for you right now. Um, I feel like it wouldn't be helpful to tell you that um, there is an opportunity here for releasing a lot of um, kind of the perfectionism that you've put on this, all the pressure that you've put on this. You might not be able to receive that, but I wonder... Um, I'm going to say it anyway. Um, it feels like you've done so much and you see it as a sacrifice and you see it as, um, you know, you've done all these things and other people have, you know, they haven't prepared at all and they've had their children. That's their path. Um, you have a different path. You have a different spirit child. You have a different lineage, um, release your worry about other people, about other people's lineages and their conception paths. Um, there's an opportunity and a lesson here for you to sit with surrender and release. And how can you bring more pleasure and joy into your life? Maybe that is what this child needs to come through because I see a lot of rigidity and I see a lot of beautiful intentions and work and all of these things, but where's the pleasure and the joy and the play? Um, I wonder if I know actually (laughs) that our children have lessons for us and it would be beautiful for you to consider that There is a possibility for a lesson here about stepping into a different part of yourself and your personality and the woman that you long to be, um, that this conception process can offer you. I mean, I already feel like every woman who, women who want to be a mother, um, women who are wanting to call that in and wanting to have a child, that it's already written. They're meant to be a mother. Um, I would release this thought that, you know, that this won't happen for you, that you won't find the partner. Um, It feels like this is so much a part of your destiny and your karma and what you are calling in for your life that it's For me, I wouldn't even focus on that aspect. I think what may be important for you is to do more womb connection practices and open a channel to your future child and know that that child, that connection is yours. You're the mother. And how can they guide you to who you need to be uh, 
to mother them. Um, maybe there is not one more practice that you need to do. Maybe there's not one more um, perfect food that you need to eat, one more healing that you need to do. I think there now is a time for release and calling in joy um, and listening and listening without agenda and uh, pressure. That's what came up for me when I read your letter. And um, again, I think everything you've written is so beautiful. It's very true that you know, many women don't really prepare for conception in the same ways. And um, I think that's a beautiful part of your personality and who you are and your, um, yeah, your karma to, to be the mother of this new earth. And so I am excited to see what happens with you and um, please update us when you've moved into the next chapter of your life. We'd love to hear from you. If you are enjoying this podcast so far and are excited to see what is coming up for the next season, I would love to ask you to just give my podcast a rating, maybe even a review, and just help me reach more women as I grow this. And if you want to follow me on Instagram and just see what I'm up to day to day, read my writings, you can check me out at bethany.wild. And I look forward to connecting with you.